0: Well good morning everybody, Uh, this is Billericay Baptist Church and my name's uh, Ian Smith, I'm senior minister here and it's great to come and preach and um, uh, thanks for the worship that's been led by the Grimes family already and I was seeking God on what to speak about uh, this morning and it's, it's a subject, something I alluded to a few weeks back when I last preached and it's a subject that I think is in real need now, we're seeing it. Uh, But sometimes we see the opposite of it, and it's uh, not very nice when we do see the opposite. And the word is kindness. Kindness. If you can cast your mind back, seems a long time ago now, pre-COVID, or at least until uh, lockdown, um, in February, there was a lady called Caroline Flack. And in case you don't know who she was, she was a successful presenter on multiple TV shows over the years. And and late in life, she was suffering emotionally and mentally. And she ran into trouble with her boyfriend, uh, which led, unfortunately, to a charge of assault. The boyfriend didn't want to press charges, uh, but uh, nevertheless, the police did. And the fact is, she was in a bit of a mess. Um, everybody at the time, this is only in February this year, had an opinion. People were quick to criticise. They were quick to judge. Uh, traditional and social media went into overdrive and meltdown with all the different opinions and there was so much negativity aimed at this young girl and and it just really affected her to the point that she died on 15th of february this year and she was only 40 years old the fallout afterwards was huge This shouldn't happen, people said. It's unacceptable. Politician after politician lined up to say this kind of abuse is not right. It's not kind. It's not helpful. It's abuse and it's torment. And then, like we do see sometimes when something bad has happened, something good happened that came out of it. There was a hashtag in memory of her and it was hashtag Be Kind. It really gathered momentum. T-shirts were worn, be kind, wristbands, the words be kind were on the lips of everybody. And of course, this is nothing new for us as Christians, because God says in his holy word, and he said it thousands of years ago, but still says it to us this morning, kindness is important. Kindness, in fact, is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a way of knowing we're true Christians if we can exude kindness. Kindness. 23rd of March this year, just over a month later, we've had all the be kind and hashtag be kind and t-shirts be kind and wristbands be kind. Uh, The way people talk to each other is not right. We need to be a more kinder people. 23rd of March, just a month later, the UK went into lockdown because of COVID. And ahead of that, people were nervous. Um, That's understandable. But only just... Just over one month after Be Kind, we saw a shopping frenzy. Arguments in the aisle. Even my wife uh, was trolley raged by an older person who tried to knock her out of the queue. Images of older folk, and then in those early days, NHS and other key workers seen in despair and in tears as they looked at the empty shelves. Selfishness had replaced the kindness. But again, God can use it for good. Out of that, came offers of help, offers of shopping for those in the emergency services. Eventually supermarkets let them in at specific times. People were offering to get people prescriptions. WhatsApp groups were set up to help people being kind. And often Christians at the forefront of it. This week uh, on Facebook, I was on the Billericke discussion page, uh, which is always interesting, and uh, there was a bit of a discussion about the free school meals. And uh, one lady commented that um, we don't know the circumstances that people in. Some people, even if they've been um, you know, given 80% of what they were earning or maybe less or whatever, uh, they, they, they were right on the, the edge then. So actually, we should give free school meals. And, and her point was, be kind. Don't say they're money grabbing or, or abusing the system or anything like that. That's not kind. We can all be kind to one another. And then this fella piped up, and he said, "Yeah, you know, uh, he said I, I get what you're saying. It's a complicated issue. The government have done other things." And she just lent out a torrent of calling in names and everything else. Uh, and he actually went back. He said, "For someone who said just be kind and tolerant of other people's opinions, you're really being unkind." And then there was a whole new debate on who was the kindest. What happened to the be kind? When you see what's going on in the world and there are needs and we look around and you can feel a bit overwhelmed. And you can't fix them all. But you can be on your front line wherever you find yourself. There's a lot of emotions and hurt and confusion and anxiety at the, at the moment. You can't fix everything. But you can, wherever you are, you can be kind. And the world needs it. And the world needs to see Christians being kind the greek word for kindness is krestotēs and it means a tender concern a kindness this is really important it means a kindness of heart so wishing kindness on somebody but also a kindness of act actually doing something to help them in kindness the Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. As we remember what God has done for us, the way that he's been compassionate to us, kind to us, merciful to us, forgiving us, he says you should be kind and compassionate to one another. I've been on the receiving end both ways, and probably you have as well. Sometimes I feel people have been really harsh and judgmental to the point of discouraging, but also, especially in recent times, incredible kindness shown. But I can't, I can't necessarily change other people and how they are. But what I should do is, is focus on myself and, and how I'm doing. And so must you. When we're Christians, it's on us as well. We're in cooperation with God's powerful Holy Spirit working within us. But we do need to cooperate, and kindness is something where we want to grow in. But the fact is, I can't just judge everybody else. I've got to look at myself. And actually, when I take a proper, hard look, honest look at myself, uh, sometimes it's not pretty. I'm not always kind. Tiredness can creep in, or selfishness thinking of my own needs they can all get in the way and we're all pilgrims on a journey and I realize my utter need for God to continue to work in me because I am not perfect changing me to be more like him receiving forgiveness when I get it wrong but not being content just to receive the forgiveness not being content to stay that way I have to realize that it's only through Christ that change And transformation happens. And being willing to let him change me through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's important that I'm forgiven. It's important that you're forgiven. But I don't just want to stay there and keep doing the same thing. We want to grow and nurture some of that spiritual fruit. All of it. Particularly today, kindness. The song that was sang just before this sermon. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Roger shared it with me in the week it sums up our need for jesus christ to help us in these things we've got to rely on him to this i hold my hope is only jesus see i want to change my hope is only in jesus i want to be more like him not i but christ in me with every breath i long to follow jesus and realizing that day by day he will renew me as ever god leads us by example and we want to become more like him the bible says we're being transformed into his likeness god says in luke 6:35 but love your enemies do good to them then your reward will be great just listen to that again words of jesus love your enemies do good to them that is countercultural and it's really hard when people have hurt me i don't feel like doing good to them But I have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and pray God's blessing on them. It's amazing how releasing and free that is. But wow, love your enemies. There's so much hate around. So much discord. So many different opinions. Just imagine if every enemy of each other loved each other. The wars would cease. It's not realistic really uh, with the fallenness of humankind. It all needs to be redeemed. Jesus says, come to me. He calls you to him if you're weary and heavy burdened. And God sent his son, Jesus, who says, come to me, so that we could go to him. We don't deserve that, but that's mercy. That's grace. That's kindness. And so when I look at what God has done for me and what he's done for you, we've been given so much that we should have so much to give. But so often we hold on to our own sinful nature. But we do need to be givers. Time, money, service. These times especially, uh, there are many opportunities for serving. There's so much Christian witness that is happening at the moment, where God is is using COVID. I'd rather we didn't have COVID, but he's using it. And the Christian church is raising up, raising up new people, existing people, to do good in the world. And not only to Christians, but to non-Christians as well. He leads us example when we're wronged. You know, people do, do things wrong to us, don't they? Um, there's been times when, I mean, as one example. I remember years ago, I helped somebody a lot. Um, they didn't have a lot. We, we paid for a holiday for them. Uh, we bought them meals. Um, and I found out they, they said something that was incorrect about me. And I was right in what, in what I said, but I handled it the wrong way. Years later, whenever I see something or someone who's been in that place, all I hear is what I did wrong. You don't hear about the help and the support you gave. They, there's a focus on one thing. And it's so tempting to say, Do you know, I could put that right. I could talk about the various bits and pieces we did. It just weighs on you. When we're wrong... I leave it to God to repay. Romans twelve nineteen he says it is mine to avenge. I will repay I will repay. God knows all things. He sees the wrongs I've suffered, he sees the, the wrongs you've suffered. He also sees the wrongs that I've been involved in and dealt out as well. But I have to trust him and say, look, I can pray for my enemies because I know that you see everything. And I know I don't have to keep justice my find myself. And I can let that go and I can be kind. I can be kind. I can be counter-cultural. God says, reach out to those who don't deserve it. Matthew 9.13, 9, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. We can go through our sacrificial nature and do the things we do as church, but we've got to be merciful people as well. We've got to be somebody that, you know, maybe the person doesn't deserve it. So what? God says, be kind. I think we need to allow more the love of God. And and God's love for you to enable all of us to be kind and to show mercy. Passage in the Bible from Colossians 3 verse 12. Words of Paul. I love these words. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God, with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Therefore, as God's chosen people, you're chosen, you're holy, you're dearly loved. Therefore, clothe yourselves. You know, when I used to work in the city... Uh, before all these dress down days, I had to put a suit on. When I worked on the floor of the stock market, we had the wrong colour suit, you But booted off, booted off the market. There was something about putting the clothes on, getting ready for work. Metaphorically, Paul's saying here, clothe yourselves, put on that attitude of compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And as I read these words, I know my own failings, but I'm not comfortable staying there. That's the key. It's not, well, that's just who I am. I want to do something about it. And I want God to, and I ask him to change me more like him every day. So we're growing. Bear with one another. How often have we not born me Oh, I'm leaving. I don't like this. I'm off. Forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, echoing what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the message of Christ dwell among you. Whatever you do in word or deed, all in the name of the Lord Jesus. These are such powerful words. And we need God's spirit, like that song said, in us to become more like this. Mercy and kindness as a behavior, as a character. Clothe yourselves. It's a choice. And it's good for us to be kind. The Bible, its loads of stories I could have picked. The Bible, the Bible shows many times the way that God rewards kindness. First of all, it's better to give than receive. So that's, that's the obvious one. But some of the stories uh, in the Bible, first of all, Joseph. You know, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph. He was kind to his brothers. I mean, they'd been really unkind uh, to him. But he showed mercy and grace and kindness. And we're told in Genesis 50, he was blessed by God. Abraham to Lot, his nephew, in Genesis 13. Lot was a bit, you know, uh, wanted this and wanted that. And and Abraham was kind to Lot. He said, you pick whatever part of the valley you want. Didn't want the discourse. He said, fine, pick whatever bit of land you want. And then God takes Abraham and told him that as far as he could see, it was his. God blessed him for his kindness. Or take Ruth to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth's husband, Naomi's son, had died. Naomi's husband had died. Orpha, who's, an, who's also another daughter-in-law whose husband had died, went back to her family. But Ruth said she'll stay with Naomi because she was the older woman who needed someone with her and to not be deserted. And so they, she goes to work in Boaz's field and God speaks to Boaz to look out for her. God has seen what Ruth did with her mother-in-law. She's seen the sacrifice. She's seen the, he's seen the kindness And then God speaks to Baraz, her boss, to look out for her. So she was blessed by God and she had showed kindness to others. And of course, there's a world that doesn't know. Jesus on the cross, showing kindness, praying for his killers. So it's not empty words when he says, pray for your enemies. He did it. Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You may be somebody who's listening who's not a follower of Jesus, who doesn't realise that the things you do wrong need pain for, your attitude, your character. It's not to condemn you, it's to save you. Jesus hangs on the cross and looks at you and says, Father, forgive them. Forgive you because you don't know what you're doing. Don't reject that offer of forgiveness in Christ. But then we have to lead our lives as in relation to that, as a reaction to that. And the fact is, if you're not a Christian, or if you know non-Christians, they won't always lead their lives the way a Christian would. Or maybe it's a new believer, they're not they don't really know yet. So we need to be kind. Just because someone doesn't act in the same way I think they should, I don't have to be hurtful and I don't have to hate. We can be kind. And it's the church's responsibility, and especially at these times when we're not in the four walls like we used to, but we are out there. And, and I see God doing an amazing thing, an amazing opportunity. I bet some of you are showing these characteristics. Not saying you wasn't kind before, but I bet in the communities there's so much more opportunity. So it's the church's responsibility to be prophetic while demonstrating mercy and kindness. It's got to be God's people who say, that's it. I and mean, take these words of Jesus and God in the Bible... Really seriously, I'm going to live and abide by the principles of God. And it might cost me. Someone uh, I used to work with on the dealing floor, we had Bloomberg terminals where you did your trading, and uh, everyone had a welcome message. Mine was every day's a gift. His was it costs nothing to be kind. I think that's wrong. It doesn't have to cost, but sometimes it will cost. Sometimes it does cost. It might cost me personally. And emotionally, to be kind. But the Spirit of God in me, because of what Jesus has done for me, wants me to do what the Word says I should do and be. And if that costs me personally and emotionally, I want to be determined in that. The Word of God says I'm called by God to be light in a dark world. And all of us need to take that on board and say, well, I want to shine. And as I said at the beginning, I don't get that right a lot of the time. And God's doing a work. And I I go to him for forgiveness. And sometimes to other people for forgiveness. And I receive that forgiveness, but it's not enough to stay there. That's cheap grace. I want to move forward. I want to be more kind. More loving. More grace-filled. More Jesus-like. In some ways, it's back to basics. Putting kindness and looking out for others... On our priority list. And just look around for the opportunities. Loads at the moment. It might be you buy a meal for someone. Kind to a shopkeeper. Now they've had it harder. And our our emergency workers. NHS please fire all of them. School teachers. uh, Waitresses. uh, People at the food bank. Looking for opportunities to be kind. You can be really that light to someone. Just with a kind comment. Um, on a day where they might be struggling, and a lot of people are struggling now. It might be the right words at the right time. Also remember that Greek word, the right act at the right time, showing hospitality. So think about your words as we move on from this. Think about your words as we as we go into our lives. Are they building someone up or tearing them down? Think about what you put on social media, what you write is it Is it a blessing to somebody? Or is it a bit unkind? Be kind. Ask yourself what I'm about to say or do. Does it bless someone? Even if it's got to be a word of criticism or, or hard, a hard word, does it bless them? Also be kind to yourself. Saying I've learned. It's okay to be kind to yourself. Look after yourself. Eat healthily. Exercise. Be praying. Be close to God. Don't be too hard on yourself. A lot of us are. It's okay. It's, this is a tough time. But be kind to yourself. Remember that it's a fruit of the spirit. And you might be like me where there's much work uh, to be done. My daughter recently um, has uh, left the nest. She's just started to live on her own. We've been helping her move a bit, which we're allowed to do apparently under the rules. Uh, But she's got some knotweed and it's growing through. There's like a conservatory and it's just growing through. But there's loads of it on the roof at the back and it's getting it through. So I had someone come over to have a look at it. And he said, I'm going to cut it back in, but not loads, because you can't, it's really difficult to kill the root. All that happened is it grow back again. But what I do, I leave leave the leaves. And what we do, we put the poison on the leaves. And the leaves can't tell the difference between the poison and they just think it's water. So the leaves suck up the water, they absorb it. And eventually that makes it way down to the root and it wipes out the whole thing. When I look at attitude and character of myself and others, I think I've got to put the poison on the leaves, the outworking. That's the fruit. What fruit am I sowing? If it's not good fruit, I need to poison it. And let it eventually seep into the roots. So it becomes much more natural to show Jesus' characteristics. The Bible says I need to crucify that sinful nature. So I have to start with the small things. I have to start with the small things and allow God to work through me. But I'm so encouraged. Because when I'm looking out, I see kindness. I see it. I've seen people getting helped across the road. My, my father now is in a wheelchair much of the time. My mum says she turns up at a supermarket. She looks at the queue and people say, go in. And we think, we think oh yeah, well you would do that. There's people there saying, oh no, no, they should be queuing. Um, my mum ignores them. She, she, she uh, lets other people fight those battles. It, it, it does cost to be kind sometimes. But it's part of the fruit of the spirit and in these times of trials and temptations and COVID, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to one another. Rely on Christ for that characteristic. Let me finish by reading the words, sort of like a prayer of the song that the Grimes family sang to us just before the sermon. Because so I think it's, it's good because it's talking about, well, it's Jesus in me that needs to be working. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy and my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. This is what he's done. So to this I hold. My hope is only Jesus, for my life is wholly bound to his. Oh, how strange and divine. I can sing, all is mine, yet not I, through Christ, though Christ in me. The night is dark, but I'm not forsaken. For by my side the Saviour he will stay. I labour on him weakness and rejoicing, for in my need his power is displayed. To this I hold, my shepherd will defend me, through the deepest valley he will lead. The night has been won, and I shall overcome, yet not I, but through Christ in me. No fate I dread, I know I'm forgiven, the future sure, the price it has been paid. For Jesus bled and suffered for my pardon, And he was raised to overthrow the grave. To this I hold, my sin has been defeated. Jesus, now and ever is my plea. Oh, the chains are released, I can sing. I am free, yet not I, but through Christ in me. With every breath I long to follow Jesus, for he has said that he will bring me home. And day by day I know he will renew me until I stand with joy before the throne. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, all the glory evermore to him. When the race is complete, still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. When the race is complete, still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Amen. Thank you to the Grimes for leading us in worship. Go back and listen to that song again, I'd I'd, I'd, uh, encourage you. Uh, And thank you uh, to Dave once again behind the camera uh, filming me. God bless you all. Love you all. See you soon.